0: Hello, and welcome to the Dirt Podcast. I'm Mike Masnick.
1: The world is increasingly technological, so we have better
2: get with other Bringing precision to critical digital journalism with the singular vision of a modern monocle. Stopping the copyright bullies for pulling the wall on us. Painting and taking on all the plates to pay to troll. Document the ways that they aim to take control. Succinize and do their lies and make them fold. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get
0: So, uh, almost exactly a year ago, we did a podcast entitled Is It the Pokemon or the Go That Matters? That was soon after the launch of the game Pokemon Go. That was obviously a massive hit with millions upon millions of people playing the game. And the specific discussion that we had was over whether or not This was the necessary breakthrough for augmented reality. After all, people had been talking about augmented reality for years, but there hadn't really been a killer app for it yet. Even though I hadn't played the game, uh, the concept seemed really cool to me, and I wondered if we'd start seeing a real rise in similar augmented reality games becoming super popular. During the podcast, uh, we argued a bit over it with our regular co-hosts, Hirsch Reddy and Dennis Yang, with Hirsch stating that uh, his prediction was after a little bit of time, fatigue is going to set in, and this game won't have the holding power of hit games. Hirsch's argument was that the gameplay experience just really wasn't that compelling long-term, saying that it was likely to have a flare-up initially, as it did, but if we were to revisit the topic in six months, he said that Pokemon Go just wouldn't have the same draw and we wouldn't see many similar games around. Uh, Dennis disagreed, uh, arguing that location-based, the location-based aspect of the game was super compelling and he expected it to appear in many more games and I pretty much sided with Dennis. I sort of expected it to catch on Uh, well. We're now 12 months later, rather than six months, and I thought it might be fun to check in on this (laughs) and see where things actually ended up. Now, having not checked in on it lately, but recognizing that I almost never heard anyone talking about the game anymore, I assumed that it had basically more or less followed exactly what Hirsch had predicted. Then, in our sort of pre podcast discussion about this, uh, Dennis started screaming at me. Well, maybe not screaming, but insisting that I was wrong uh, and pointing out that the game is still in the top 100 games overall and the top five grossing games and still has approximately 60 million users. And that's kind of maybe true. Uh, but if you look at the actual stats, uh, which the site Recode published a few months ago, uh, and which actually cover those first six months of Pokemon Go that we sort of said we should check back in on, they do show kind of exactly what Hirsch predicted. There's a massive spike and then a continual and fairly steep downward trend. It went from about 30 million daily users to close to 5 million users per day at the end of last year, and the trend sort of kept pointing downward, and that's as per ComScore data. I found one site that claims that there are still, as said, 60 million users per month uh, as opposed to the 5 million per day, but I'm not sure how accurate that is. Um, Getting from 5 million per day to 60 million per month feels a little bit off to me, but maybe it's true. So we can argue about all this in a moment, but the bigger issue to me, uh, and here I'll say that I think... Hirsch was right, and I was wrong, and possibly Dennis was wrong, was that I expected to see many more AR-type games show up on the market and be somewhat successful. Not necessarily Pokemon Go successful, but still fairly successful. And there definitely are some out there. But there's not much to talk about, really, beyond Pokemon Go, suggesting that the answer to our original question was, unfortunately, that it was the Pokemon part that made Pokemon Go successful, rather necessarily than the go part so hirsch i'm calling the it that you were right initially and now i'll actually first hand it over to dennis to argue that uh i'm wrong
2: (laughs) (laughs) but you've already called it you've already said that hirsch is right it's not very fair so i mean (laughs) so here's the deal i think i like i don't particularly remember the exact conclusion that we drew or you drew from that last podcast Um, but to say that I think that Pokemon is more of a success because of Pokemon, and less because of Go. I think is a little bit of uh, drawing maybe a false correlation, right? So, um, doing a location based game in the way that Pokemon Go did it, like, is really hard, right? So, sure. Like, I mean, it, it basically took Niantic Labs, or you know, aka Google, um, years to develop Ingress and collect right. like an entire world's worth of location based data. Um, And then on top of that, build a game, like a gameplay dynamic on top of it that was compelling in in the form of Ingress. And then porting that over to Pokemon gave it kind of more of, you know, more consumer appeal because Ingress, that that kind of game was was super like nerdy and techy. Right. So um, so
0: so this is an interesting point. And we discussed this in the last podcast, but to, to go back yeah. over it for people who, who haven't listened to that. And if you haven't, go back and listen to it. But um the the argument was that so so Pokemon Go came from this sort of odd situation, which was there's this Niantic, which was a a sort of internal startup within Google that yeah. built this weird uh, augmented reality game called Ingress that... that... But they,
2: they also built um, another thing called Field Trip, which I, I really liked, um, which was basically to, you know, wherever your real-time location was, it would start like pushing you little tidbits from Wikipedia, or you know what What I've always wanted was a location-based historical marker um, app that would just send me historical marker stories every time I walk by them or drive by them. Um, but it's basically this whole concept of location-based content um, but, but
0: Right. So so but part of the argument there is that there was this background that allowed them to sort of build up that, that database of, of information and location right. information that yep. is difficult to possibly impossible to re- replicate, or at least in any short-term fashion. Right. So, and, so
2: to basically slay the entire location-based gaming genre by saying no one else has built kind of another one, um, I think it's a little early to, okay. to build up this. If, if Google were to... I don't know, like, I don't know if you can just use their location-based waypoints, you know, data that they've used to build Pokemon Go. Well, I, um, I,
0: I don't think they've, like, opened it up or something, yeah, but, I don't but think conceiv- they conceivably it up. they could, right?
2: They could. Yeah. They could if they, if they wanted. But what yeah. I will point to is that, you know, like, I mean, the game, it might be dropping from its initial usage. I mean, it was super, like, it was it was a big fad, right? Everyone knew about it. it. There were news stories, um, you know, left and right and i think when something like that happens then you then then you definitely you know will get a drop off from that initial kind of you know ex, you know excitement and then you'll fall back to the the actual people that enjoy playing the game itself right and that 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 mm-hmm. i think is where we are now and the fact that it's still in the top 10 grossing of apps um i mean that's the real metric that yeah <laughs> I, i'm not sure if i buy that right i mean like is it like I'm checking it right now, and it's it's number six top grossing. That's that's pretty awesome, right? Like based on, on what like currently on, on the App Store, and this is this is the App Store's ranking, you know. And right, the... but but I'm I'm asking like over what time frame is that? Is it saying like this uh, month? I don't know exactly what the App Store bases their top grossing um, chart on, um, but it's with it's you know from the in-app purchase uh, from the right. money that Apple sees flowing through your app. So it supposedly is pretty good.
0: Right, and and I'm not, and again, like, but see, part of it to me is like, you know, that's because it started with such a huge bang that even as it you know dwindles and dwindles and dwindles, it's still gonna you know take in a lot of money and still have a lot of users, but those numbers are continuing to go down, down, down. I mean, the chart that Recode publishes is, is fairly, uh, fairly startling. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, it's certainly not a case where. You know, right. you could make an argument that this is like a growing phenomenon because it's, it's not. And yeah, like, you know, you start with such a huge number, it's still going to make money for a really, really long time. And it'll still be in that, that top 10, you know, top 20 for a really long time probably. But that doesn't really say anything about, you know, whether or not this kind of, you know, app or is is really that compelling overall.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that's a little unfair, though, just to say that the, <laughs> the no the, the the downward trend is not because people don't want it. It's because it was almost like the the PR was too popular in the beginning, <laughs> right? And I mean, to to hit that many people in the beginning and then fall back down to where any app would would you know any would, app would, at, kill for, would kill for five million five, daily days. actives, right? Sure, so it would kill for sixty million monthly actives. Um, the fact that they even were approaching two, was two hundred million uh, monthly actives. So, like that's that's unheard of.
1: Yeah, but I, I think you're analyzing it the wrong way. So the thing is, is that there's there's two aspects to the game. There's the IP around Pokemon, and there's a built-up um, demand that Pokemon had, and there wasn't really a compelling Pokemon game on any of the app stores at the time Pokemon Go was released. And then yeah. there was the technology, the Niantic technology, right? And and the location-based games, right? Like the Ingress. And Ingress wasn't very popular at all. And it was certainly not even a small fraction of what Pokemon's success is. It was really melding the Niantic uh, location-based gameplay with Pokemon that created this phenomenon, right? And argu- arguably, um, you know, if, if we had an, any other kind of Pokemon content released on another platform, even if it wasn't location-based on, let's say, a... Nintendo, Game Boy, whatever the latest uh, mobile platform iteration is, uh, that would have been extremely popular as well. Um, People in our demographic don't necessarily, uh, haven't really sort of been in school at the time when the Pokemon popularity really peaked, right? I mean, we were already in college probably at that point, but uh, there was a certain period of time in which Pokemon games were just ubiquitous, right, in grade schools and stuff like that. Uh, and people who are in their twenties now, who have a lot of purchasing power, remember those times very fondly. We're we're too old, I, I suppose, to really understand the pull of Pokemon, but Pokemon has a very strong pull. And I think
2: but, what but what is
1: keeping the gameplay right now, people playing the game, is probably you're right some of uh, some affinity for the gameplay itself, right? Uh, right. B- but but the thing is, is that what you, what you I think the part of the analysis that you get wrong is something that Masnick touched on, which is the fact that. It was the Pokemon brand which gave you the marketing, so you could actually spread out over a huge population of potential gamers and harvest the ones that actually have the affinity for your gameplay. Any number of games that are currently on the game store, on the App Store right now, mm-hmm. uh, w- w- given such a wide net with a really blockbuster IP, could also probably get similar numbers. Uh, but you know they also don't have the access to the IP, and when you and and so in a way, you know this is kind of to me it's sort of like, it's like it, f- you know forget about the Pokemon brand for a moment. If we were if we were judging location based or AR gaming sort of neutrally, mm-hmm. and I and I took the game a particular AR game and I said, hey, I'm going to put you know. A hundred million dollars of marketing behind it, and let's see what kind of uh, what kind of uh, um, revenues we get off of it, and whether it'll make the top five apps in the App Store. Well, you would say, for the sake of that experiment, that that's not really a fair comparison because the other games in that that list, <laughs> App Store list, probably haven't had that kind of boost. So what we'd really want to see to see if if this if this is if it's really AR or location-based gaming that is providing the compelling factor here is to see whether the other games in that list that are beating Pokemon Go or even those that are sort of its peers maybe slightly lower in the ranks uh, what kind of games those are right do they also enjoy like huge marketing budgets do they are they paired with like a AAA IP
2: you know that would be a real apples to apples comparison yeah i mean uh, but, but the and, thing is there there are other Pokemon games in the app store and they don't compare is that true yeah like there's Pokemon Duel mm-hmm. which is put out by the Pokemon company it's ranked. It's ranked at two hundred and let's see here. Is it overall? Overall, it's ranked ranked at yeah seven hundred seventy six, right? Um, at or nine hundred thirty three in the month of July versus uh, Pokemon. Let's see, in the month of July was sixty two, right? Uh, I mean compared like, it's it's just like the even amongst Pokemon titles, Pokemon mm-hmm. Go does better than Pokemon Duel, which is. I would say, I mean, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the Pokemon franchise, but, like, um, the dueling seems to be, like, a core mechanic amongst playing a Pokemon, right? So, which well, you have in Go.
1: Well, you know, one of the funny things there is, you're like, it's, it's, it's hard to compare to other Pokemon games because one would argue that if you want to do Pokemon gaming, perhaps the right place to do it is in Pokemon Go because it has the largest number of people there, and that's where all the Pokemon fans are, and that's where the IP is probably that pokemon ip probably has its fullest yeah
2: uh, and and expression, I think the, right? the, the collecting so, the collecting the discovery like that part of the gameplay fits really well with pokemon as well where does
1: how does pokemon compare to let's say something like hearthstone right which is a completely conventional game compares to hearthstone in yeah. terms of like revenues um i
2: don't know let's see here and this we'll and, and and, and the th-
1: reason the reason i ask is because that's another game where you are like Collect things, they'll do their cards, and then they're like you're you're dueling with people, right? Right, and
0: this was you guys com- talked about Hearthstone a lot in the last podcast, also, um, and you were comparing it, and I think you know, Hirsch, you were comparing Pokemon Go unfavorably to that game, and Dennis, you were saying that that you you know played Hearthstone a, a little bit and then
2: stopped. Um, right. I mean, I don't see Hearthstone in top grossing. First of all, it isn't um, no. interesting. I don't see it, but I well, I, sub- I suppose a lot oh, of people... here it's forty four Hearthstone yeah. is forty four in in top grossing, Pokemon Go is six right is six yeah,
1: I wonder um, if that's I wonder if that's because most people buy their cards when they're playing on PC because you don't have to buy through the um, mobile store and I suppose Pokemon Go is only on yeah, mobile, I
2: mean, but I know Hearthstone if... does makes makes a ton of money and at forty four you know um it makes me wonder. Like or so, if so, people do buy, buy on buy PC, so but but one of the things that is that's 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 strange to me about this is like, look, if if we really
1: wanted to say that like location based gaming and AR was really taking off, just like when first person shooters really took off, you would expect there to be War a number, yeah. yeah, just right. m- more more different types, It wouldn't just be Pokemon Go. You you'd see it everywhere, and I, and and I think location based mechanics are there in different things. Like you know, there was a zombie run game, and there was. You know, str- you was know, it called? Strava, I guess, where you like track your athletic performance.
2: and Yeah, I mean, Strava is still pretty popular. Yeah, and those yeah, things but that's, are not, different...
0: that's not so much a game really, right?
2: Right. I uh, mean, a lot of people use that just more for like, yeah. you know, tracking, exercise that's tracking. more for fit- fitness. Fitness tracking is not quite comparable to Pokemon Go. Although people do like to think that if, when they play Pokemon Go, they're getting out of the house and running around a bit. So
1: Right. Are, are people actually playing the game that way? Because I one of the things I would say for like... How a else game, would like... you play
2: it? What do you mean? But so' there's, so, okay, all, there's light, always just different... one thing. As of the last podcast, neither of you have actually downloaded it and played it for very long. No. Like have you guys even tried it again? No, I haven't. I, I know Come it's on. gotten more. <laughs> I, I've read an
1: article about it. I know people are they've added raids and things like that. They're trying to yeah, juice it up a little good stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it's much better now, but I'm wondering if people actually leave the house to play it or if they're you have to. their you don't have to. Do
0: you think there are address. 60 million people spoofing yeah, the GPS? Yeah, I, I, I don't think people are spoofing. Come on. I, I mean, I'm sure there's there's some very tiny percentage of people who are probably messing with it, but I would imagine that most of mm-hmm. those five million daily active users are actually walking around. I, I, I would be massively surprised. So one
1: one of the things, and so I, I live, uh, you know, in the center of San Francisco, pretty much like right close to the Moscone Center, and when. Pokemon Go was first released. That park there, your Bobuena Park, was just full of people playing Pokemon Go. And I don't see it. in preparation for this podcast, I was walking by there <laughs> on the way to the grocery store. I was going to Trader Joe's, and I there I didn't see a single person on their phone that looked like they were playing Pokemon Go. There was a few people on their phones talking. And what were they playing? Did you see uh, anyone playing games? No, I didn't see anyone playing yeah, games, but. So... Yeah, so but one of the, so, like, I know there's a pokey stop there because when I played the game that was the closest one that I would, or a pokey gym or whatever it was there was like some uh, thing of great interest right at Yerba Buena. and and I so I before when I used to go by there would be a swarm of people there and now there's nobody there and that's like one of the center locations uh, for San Francisco it's like a very prominent location it just could have been also the time of day so don't you know don't take too much. Out of that, um, it, at other times of the day, I'm sure people are there trying to harvest whatever Pokemon is there. But, <laughs> but no, I at mean, least so what I, want I, I will say, I will
2: agree with you that I am disappointed that other popular games have not added a location-based element. Right? Like, I would, I would love to see Hearthstone add, you know, different, different card packs that were unlocked if you were, in, if you, if you were playing the game in different locations. I would love to see, you know, but Candy Crush have because I think it's just it, it opens up kind of a, a different dynamic that maybe might keep me engaged. I'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I haven't played Hearthstone in a while. Maybe I'll op- I'm in a different location today. I'll open it up and t- take a look, right? Um, it just adds this other other mechanic that I, I personally find pretty compelling and interesting. Um, yeah,
0: and and I think that was sort of my concern, too, is, like, I you know, you can yell at me because I haven't played it, but, like, I actually was excited by it and, and thought, like, this is a really cool, you know, uh way to do gaming and i actually was hopeful and expected that we would see more you know similar and interesting uses of location-based gaming because it just struck me as such a great concept and so to go back again to the original podcast and 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 hirsch you sort of brought up uh you know like first-person shooters you know we we sort of compared pokemon go or or location-based gaming to two different um you know, other genres of games. And one was first-person shooters. And your argument there was effectively that, you know, you know, once the the sort of early first-person shooters became super popular, we just saw, you know, an explosion of other first-person shooter games. And, you know, we obviously haven't seen that with location-based games. And then the other... Um, sort of genre games was the the music games, the sort of guitar mm-hmm. hero right. rock band. um, and that was a case where you sort of argue that that this may be more like that, where you know, e- but even in that case, we saw, you know, we did see a bunch of music games, yeah. a bunch of music games show up, and then there were other reasons why eventually those sort of faded out, you know, f- for a variety of reasons. And here it just you know I, ex- exactly to me it's 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 not a
1: whole new compelling form of gameplay so much as maybe one interesting mechanic that will probably yeah and i I never said it was a whole
2: new compelling i think it is it's a fascinating you know augmentation of a game mechanic that seems to work really well for pokemon right
1: yeah but going you know beyond just talking about the location-based aspect like if we're talking about ar and vr as sort of gameplay yeah um, platforms like i think the difference between that and um you know the analogy people are always drawing is that hey, you know when when GPUs, when desktop GPUs first exploded in popularity, it was really driven by by gaming, right? Like people wanted to play first-person shooters, and um, there was just kind of like uh, symbiosis between the GPUs getting better and better, and then the first-person shooter games getting better, and better to take advantage of the you know increased hardware capacity, right? And mm-hmm. every E3 we'd see better sh- shooters, and we'd see better uh, GPUs to go along with them, and It was kind of this – they co-evolved, right? And in the case of AR-VR, I find that – I know there's Oculus VR and then there's like, you know, Valve has some VR hardware. And then there's like, you know, various companies, you know, Samsung has a a smartphone-based VR and Google has the same. And there's many different companies trying this. But I feel in this case, it's almost like the hardware makers are kind of trying to top-down push the popularity of the genre, of the VR-AR type of games – and it's not organically growing. First-person shooters were very popular amongst p- kids way before the GPU popularity exploded, right? The companies took advantage of the popularity of F- first-person shooters to, s- to sell hardware to this, into this market for a very compelling game genre that already had organic popularity. In this case, I don't think we have the organic popularity in games. Like people are just not that excited, but people are keep pushing the hardware because they really. I think companies are really seeing that. Hey, you know, there's some stagnation in terms of the hardware requirement for PC games and console games, and how can we sort of um, create a demand for something that will drive hardware sales and sales for upgrades? Right. I'm still gaming on uh, you know six-year-old hardware, and it's totally fine for the games I play. Uh, and I, I think probably I suspect a lot of kids feel the same way that games, you know, there's new content, but it's the hardware we have is adequate for it. And I think VR and AR is this dream for hardware makers, where they're like, hey, if this stuff gets pop- popular, people are really going to have to upgrade again. But at the same time, they're pushing in sort of this corporate fashion to, to really push for adoption of this hardware, but the content's not there, and I really don't think the gameplay is there. And the way it ties back to Pokemon is, 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 is in, in the same way I feel that the AR, VR stuff, I really think that, you know, I, you know no disrespect to Pokemon, it's, it's very, very popular. But I think this, this, is, this location-based stuff is, is another one of those things where it's like, yeah, you have the hardware in your smartphone and you're getting it for free.
0: Mm-hmm. But,
1: like, I don't think people... I don't, no, not that people won't in the future, but so far I don't think anyone has developed a gameplay uh, element... Uh, like, like uh, like you know, uh, Carmack did, like Mouse Look for first-person shooters and Quake 1. No one's developed that really compelling thing that really wa- makes people want to have this location-based um, feature in games. It's so compelling, right? It's really not there. And on the other hand, you know, in the same amount of time that we've been, like, waiting to see Pokemon or location-based gaming really explode in popularity, meanwhile, like, a desktop genre, MOBAs, you know, like League of Legends and stuff like that, have now gone onto mobile. There's this, uh, there's a game called Honor of Kings that's in China, which, which is something like it's absurd. It's like 300 million users or something like that in China. It's like completely insane numbers, right? And to me, that is really an, and that and by the way, they, their revenues are insane, right? Like I think they're making like 500 million a month or something like that. It's it's nuts. Um, th- that is really compelling gameplay right where everybody's playing it it's sustaining it's based on a genre that was already popular for the last six years right which is MOBAs it's now on mobile everyone's playing it it's going to a new country nobody even knows what the IP is about the IP is something about like Chinese historical characters nobody cares people go to it for the gameplay right that is the kind of thing that I see is um, that's the type of virality you really need to push the push the hardware right otherwise it's, it's just gimmicks so someone has to for both AR and VR someone has to come up with something that is as compelling as the MOBA genre or the first person shooter genre in terms of a really compelling gameplay something that really needs the medium as opposed to having the medium just sort of as a tacked on thing right and I haven't seen that yet
0: the, the thing that I'm wondering about and and I keep going back to this, was the point, sort of the first point that Dennis brought up and that's sort of sticking in the back of my head through this whole conversation, which is... Yeah. <laughs> ...that I hadn't considered, which is, you know, the difficulty of kind of setting up a, a massive location-based game to have all that data and to be able to put it in in a way that's that's useful that that makes it difficult
2: and so I'm I'm kind of wondering right. because there... I mean because like the thing about the first-person shooters because wasn't there like a standard engine that a lot of the first-person shooter like the Unreal Engine or something yeah. that enabled all of these people to create like first-person shooter games in that genre um, I don't think Niantic has has made like this location-based platform available to other right. games.
0: Right. They, they haven't. As as and that's why I, I'm kind of wondering if there's like an opportunity for someone to effectively, you know, make a game where the game itself is effectively populating all of these different locations, but with the intention of sort yeah. of, you know, freeing up or opening up. I or, mean, there is
2: four, like Foursquare loves their API, right? And they're, they're right. still around. And I'm sure they would love, I mean, they you know, they they think location is a game as well. And I'm sure that they would love if someone were to use their API to create a Pokemon Go-like experience, right?
1: No, there is there is, there is ways to get the data to make a location. If you really want to have sort of labeled map data, you can get it. There's lots of different um, APIs and places to mind that. Yeah, there, there's, <laughs> yeah but, enough. But, but, there's enough to build a game. And not only that, people playing the game itself will enhance the data. Not only that, you actually don't need for location-based stuff. To have more than a very gross level of understanding of what the real world geography is, because people will build up the meaning within the game virtual world uh, organically, right? Based on where the players are. Well, and it what they it find. depends
0: on what the, what the gameplay is, right? I mean, it, right, right. In, in a lot of cases, you're probably right, but in some cases, it might depend.
1: Yeah, but what I would say is that, in other words, that's not a barrier. People can make the gameplay yeah, you know, but, necessary to to to. To make the meaning right and and the other thing I, I think that people like fail to understand is that like people play games to escape reality right like so you want some of reality maybe <laughs> for like for like for like you know compellingness, but you don't want, you don't need so much accuracy that it's exactly the world right like that's I, the last thing you need
2: so the, the key the key thing that i think Niantic did when they when they made go pokemon go versus ingress was they actually removed i mean in ingress there's a lot more location um, based things going on into the integrated into the gameplay over Pokemon Go. Uh, I don't know. Have you guys played Ingress or? I, I did. I actually Am played any? that
1: more than Pokemon. So Go. so
2: Ingress, you know, one of the key concepts is you're actually like you know, there's the same thing as you're, you're it's like capture the flag. You're 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 finding all these little um, call them points on a map, and but then you're also like connecting them together, and based on the number of lines you connect to make these little triangles all around the world, like your team owns a a certain amount of the 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 map, and I think removing that whole like, you know, connect portals, uh, cover the map with your color kind of thing from Pokemon. They simplified it, uh, making it kind of less. I mean, it, location is an important part of it, but there was all this like, you know, in, in the Ingress like chat rooms, there's all this stuff about you know we're gonna there's go. Deeper with, strategy there's deeper strategy, around, there's the deeper strategy around the exact locations in of portals you're taking. Um, which I think limits the accessibility from, you know, from the casual gamer. I and mean, the, like the Ingress forums are, you know, those are like mid-core hardcore feeling gamers that are like way into this game. And I mean, they have conventions, they have t-shirts made for their teams. Like it's pretty crazy. Like how like how much people love playing Ingress. Um,
1: yeah, the, that deeper strategy element is definitely missing from Pokemon. Or yeah, but it's not made. Of- I
2: mean, like, I mean, Hirsch, I, I you know, I, I feel like, you're. I don't know if you're a casu- If you would call yourself a casual gamer, but I, 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 feel like, you know, the the, the number of people playing games, on, on a more casual basis, um, seems to be like a larger population than the than the traditional kind of hardcore midcore gamer.
1: No, I understand that. No, I, I do. But I think, um, if if you want people to stick in a casual game for a long period of time. You need one of two things, either there needs to be underneath the main game some kind of deeper strategy that slowly engages people right uh, that, that that's in other words easy to uh, easy to get into, but it's like mm-hmm. harder to master right that's really the mantra that lizard uses right to draw people in it's either got to be like that or it's got to have the kind of mechanics that are viscerally enjoyable to do or really right. sort of feed some kind of like primal urge in the human being like which is why Farmville was so. Um, yeah, I mean, like that's why right?
2: casino games do really well because right. they but, feed into this like core human. Yeah,
1: um like, the tactility of the yeah. game is high, right? And I when I played Pokemon, I, I didn't feel any of those things. Either of those things was true. I think it was mostly operating on a social kind of fad level, and maybe it's evolved more at this point. Uh, probably as homework, we should Masnick, you and I probably should have loaded up the game <laughs> to see how it's improved. But when I when I played it, um, it. It, it didn't have either the tactility at or least, at the... least
2: play it to the level that you have to choose a team. Mm. So, because if you haven't done that yet, then you're missing kind of a big part of the gameplay. Are, are you saying that
0: we need to come back and do another one? <laughs> <laughs> Enough
1: about Pokemon. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it'll it'll be interesting to, see, to check back again in like twelve months again and see what uh, it is.
0: Don't 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 commit no, us no, to that. No, All right, not, not a whole
2: Go podcast. Yeah, not a whole show. But <laughs> why not? We have plenty of content. <laughs> um we'll see how yeah, Pokemon's doing next year. You can make a bold prediction for next <laughs> year that they're gonna fall out of the top ten top grossing.
0: Yeah, but I I mean I think the question again that I keep going back to is not so much even about Pokemon Go as about, you know, whether or not we're gonna see other, you know, location based games or or, you know, augmented
2: reality games taking off in a way that, that I mean, I know. really hope so. Right? I mean I and I do I do know that um, I'm kind of a location nerd, right? Like, like I love using foursquare and so I guess now it's swarm. Uh, right. Like, like I love it, right? Like, and I, I, have, I think I don't know how many check-ins I have. Like thousands and thousands of check-ins at this point. Um, it's a lot. Uh, <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit. Let's see, I have seven thousand one hundred um, and sixty-three like, check-ins. Because
0: I, I, lo- I love what- this
2: time period. Over the, my lifetime at Foursquare, which... <laughs> I think I have one check-in that I did with you once when we were getting lunch, and I was trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, and I, and I think, like, I love this kind of merging of offline and, and online. Um, so maybe I'm I'm a little bit, like, a hopeful or biased and, and Yeah, like, but I mean, at
0: well. the same time, right? So I have the one check-in, I think. Yeah. Um, you tried yet, it. I, but I, I'm also really intrigued by it, too. And, like, I, I, I wanted... It to be more, you know, uh, you know, to 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 catch on more. Mm-hmm. I I sort of expect it to because I, you know, it just struck me as something new in a really cool and interesting way. And I'm, you know, I'm feeling a little let down <laughs> at this point. But you know, I mean, it it could also be timing, right? You know, some of these things, you yeah, know, you, you know, or you know, five ten years from now, suddenly this will be like the biggest thing ever, and this podcast will seem really really outdated, right? Um,
2: I mean, with AR goggles coming, you know, who knows? Yeah,
1: I, I, no, I'm confident. Eventually, someone's going to master the gameplay of it and make something compelling. The hardware will get to a point where it really feels where the AR VR experience is really as good as reality. And at that point, obviously, you're going to have experiences in AR VR that are that are just as good as real life. It's just not there yet, um, and. I think the disappointing thing for me is 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 not that the hardware has is, isn't isn't good enough because I I've, I've played some VR games their hardware is certainly good enough. I just haven't seen any games that are that use that hardware to do something that's so cool that you want to come back and addictively right. play it again and again, right? Well, that's, and,
0: and and that's like that's always the challenge of like new mediums and and finding the sort of killer app is, you know, it has to do something that couldn't really have been done before that is, you know, uniquely compelling, um, you know, on on the basis of those the new things that it can do. And so, you know, the the sort of you know, lead in to the original podcast was kind of wondering if Pokemon Go was that. You know, was it that breakthrough? Was it that killer app that would sort of demonstrate the power of location based stuff? And and, you know, here we are a year later and, and I'm saying that it, it wasn't, even if it, it was popular and remains, you know, somewhat popular on its own. Mm-hmm. yeah um, <laughs> and and with the the silence and response i'm gonna <laughs> assume that that's agreement <laughs> yeah. yeah uh grudging grudging agreement from dennis okay. and and uh uh, uh for her sh- proving your original point that you, this is exactly kind of what you predicted a year ago
2: <laughs> but it's still popular and still yeah, making okay. money. I'll,
0: I'll, I'll grant you that. It's still popular and still making money and if, if I owned it, I'd be happy with its performance, right? Yeah, but... I, I'm,
2: I'm pretty sure if you owned Pokemon, <laughs> you'd be pretty happy. <clears throat> Mango, you'd be pretty happy.
0: Yeah, but anyways, but it it, it, it it didn't sort of launch, you know, a million new AR. Um, no, but I, I'm
2: also, I mean, Niantic is also sitting, right? I'm sure they're working on other things. Sure, sure. Um, I'm looking forward to, to seeing them, you know, Put another location-based game or app out. Um, I was yeah, and, and, and I'm trip. not saying
0: that either. And Again, like yeah. it might just be a timing thing. But 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 it, you know, it, the question is if it would sort of go beyond just Niantic, and and you know, I, I, I think we haven't quite seen that yet. And maybe it is something that five years down the road, you know, things will have changed. But anyways, I think we have played this one out. Um, and so I think we'll, we'll close it out unless you guys have any, like, really strong last-minute opinions that you want to share.
1: I, I'm, I'm waiting for uh, Google's Project Tango to get, like, really, you know, widespread in a bunch so, of phones. So what is that? Well, that's, you know, the thing, it's a phone that can basically, I guess, recognize its own orientation in, a, in, a, in an environment. And so it can it can change what's on the screen based on its position, It's at, you know, its 3D orientation. Uh, and so you can do, you can almost use it like a lens, looking out into your world, and, mm-hmm. and it, it, and you know, it can essentially display objects that are interacting with things in the environment and things like that. Um, just think of it as like at a hyper accurate. Um, a way to tell where you are with hyper-accuracy indoors, right? right? So like that... Knows, uh, it, it yeah, knows you, exactly where it is in the environment and what it's...
0: So you oriented. could definitely see ways in which that would be, you know, much more useful for augmented reality,
1: right? Right. Well, certainly in a
0: commercial fashion, right? For yeah. Just scanning rooms and then creating these, like,
1: 3D models for you to do walkthroughs of apartments and those kinds of things for sure. But also, or, you or, could think... You know, yeah, things for, like... For, yeah, for yeah, gameplay, well, you, you could have, like, g- board games where people look through their mobile device onto the board to see where the pieces are or something yeah. like that and animate the pieces or you know that's maybe that's an old-fashioned type of goal, gameplay but you can imagine several things like that right
0: yeah yeah I, I could definitely see that that would be that would be interesting and then if you combine that with with other location stuff because yeah so maybe maybe it just needs you know those kinds of technologies to catch up cool. a, that would be cool all right uh dennis do you want to you want to scream at us (laughs) no i'm happy okay go go play some games
2: and then other game makers add some location-based hooks and then i'll be happy
0: all right all right well perhaps we will check back in another 12 months or so but perhaps not (laughs) maybe (laughs) not maybe not a whole podcast maybe we'll do something where we can touch on it. But anyways, uh, guys, thanks a lot. Uh, this was fun, <laughs> and uh, thanks to everyone who's listening. And we'll be back next week. Bye.
2: Yeah.